Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Hey there, Missing Chapter fans. Before we begin, I want to dedicate this episode to some special people that have birthdays on March 28th. To my daughter, Mila, who turns three on Monday, and to my sister, Karen, and my uncle, Paul, happy birthday. This episode's for you. say is the most popular song in the English language? Of the millions, billions of songs, could Rolling Stone or Billboard ever compile such an accomplishment? Well, I don't know, but what I do know is that this song's lyrics and melody have been used more than any other song in the English language, the Happy Birthday song. It's bigger than the Beatles or Beethoven, it's beloved by children, reviled by adults, and has been translated into 20 languages. So really, what's the issue? Why are we even talking about this? Well, That's because despite some clarity needed surrounding the exact origins of the song, the owners of the Happy Birthday song have been able to charge royalties for those who sing it for decades. That's right. Up until around 2016, Happy Birthday was not part of the public domain. It's technically a copyrighted moneymaker for its owners at Warner Brothers. So just how did the English language's most recognized song become so well known in such a hotly contested legal debate? Let's go back to the 19th century and head over to Louisville, Kentucky to sift through some of the original stories from the song's claimed original authors. Two sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill, have claimed that they were the original authors of the song. But were they? That's the debate. What's not up for debate, though, is the song that led to the Happy Birthday song. That was certainly theirs. And that was called Good Morning to All. As with lots of folk music, it's hard to pinpoint the song's definitive origins. But according to the sisters, they definitely wrote the Happy Birthday Melody in the 1890s. Patty was a kindergarten teacher, and they wanted to come up with a song for her students, which they could sing every morning in class. And as the days went on and a student's birthday arrived, the class would replace the Good Morning to All lyrics with Happy Birthday to You, Patty claimed. The addictive melody and the eventual use of the Happy Birthday to You was as personal as it was uplifting. It was universal. Anyone could sing it to really everyone and just replace the name in the song. The popularity exploded. The Hill Sisters began to file lawsuits against unlicensed use of Good Morning to All, though, even against other composers and playwrights. However, the sisters never copyrighted Happy Birthday. But in 1935, the sisters, I guess you could say, changed their tune. Following a lawsuit, Patty and Mildred's other sister, Jessica, probably tired of the melody being used without authorization, copyrighted and published Happy Birthday with the Clayton F. Summy Company. The Hill Sisters, according to the language of this copyright, had rights to the song if sung for profit until 1991. However, a man by the name of John F. Sangstack bought the Summy Company and renamed it Birch Tree LTD. Decades later, music and media giant Warner Brothers Music bought Birch Tree LTD for $25 million. Due to this series of legal transfers, Warner Brothers said it owned the copyright to the song 
in its entirety. So in theory, this meant that anyone who wanted to sing the song in a public space had to pay Warner Brothers royalties in order to do so without facing legal repercussions. And that means everyone. And you're probably asking, there's no way, really? Well, even Walt Disney had to pay Warner Brothers $5,000 to use the song in a parade. If you need another example, here's one. There was a scene from a civil rights documentary in which Martin Luther King Jr. celebrates his birthday, but the royalty charge was so high that the film was never released on DVD. So as one can imagine, when people actually did pay for the use of the Happy Birthday song, it made Warner Brothers a lot of money. According to Warner, the copyright translated into $2 million in royalties each year. Much of which, though, went to the Hill Foundation, which is a charity founded in the name of the Hill Sisters. After Warner Brothers acquired the song in 1988, the company said that it held the copyright until 2030, which gave them years and years to collect royalties from what some have called the single highest earning song in history. You want another twist of this crazy story? Filmmakers and playwrights started to organize their legal teams, and they argued that Warner Brothers held a copyright to an object that should be part of a public domain. Lawyers began arguing that Warner Brothers can only claim ownership of the song if they can definitively prove that the Hill Sisters wrote it. And they said the song should not hold a copyrighted status otherwise. In June 2013, filmmaker Jennifer Nelson, who was producing a documentary on the song Good Morning to All, and had to pay $1,500 in royalties to use Happy Birthday. Well, she decided to take Warner Brothers to court, alleging that the media giant had falsely claimed copyrights to the song. She demanded not just that she be repaid for the cost of gaining rights to the song, but that everyone who paid to use the song be reimbursed for their costs as well. Since all relevant witnesses were dead, Nelson's attorneys were kind of in need of a smoking gun, and they got it in a $3 songbook they purchased from Amazon. The 1922 songbook the attorneys ordered included Happy Birthday, the Happy Birthday song, along with a very specific line which read, special permission through courtesy of the Clayton F. Summy Company. You see, music published before 1923 was usually considered to be part of public domain, and that the lyrics were published at the time without a valid copyright notice. The attorneys argued that the song was part of the public domain. So in September 2015, Judge George H. King ruled that Warner Brothers' copyright claim was indeed invalid and that the 1935 copyright that they held only applied to a single arrangement of the song, not the song overall. Since there were no other claimants to the copyright, the song effectively became public domain. In February of 2016, Warner Brothers agreed to pay out a total of $14 million to those who paid for the song's use. The following month, Judges deemed happy birthday part of the public domain. So thankfully, for your big day this year and the big day for your friends and family, you don't have to pay thousands before you blow out the birthday candles. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers.